You're listening to Courting in Color with your hosts, Shatrice and Louise. Welcome back, everyone. Episode two, 365 days later. It's fine. We take our time around here. Oh my gosh, it's great to be back. Perfection can't be rushed. Exactly. And it like truly like anything under a year would have been very expeditious of us. And so I think this grooming period, this this little, you know, reflection period was what we needed. Um, so, yeah. Welcome back, everyone. Um, you know, like I mentioned, it has been about a year since we recorded episode one. And so. I just, which is kind of crazy, um, but amazing. And lots of things have happened and we definitely want to get into that. Um, but I, so yeah, like, so yeah, let's just get into that. So let a, let everyone know, Louise, kind of like, what have you been up to over the last year? Obviously there's been new jobs, new cities, new relationships, new pandemics. All this, <laughs> all this, the pandemics. Let's just start there. Yeah. Right. Um, we're, so we. Trapped at home. Yeah, we are trapped at home. You know, she's my trap queen. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we are in a pandemic. COVID-19 is here, also known as Ms. Rona, also known as Corona. Um, She's here. And so we have decided to pick up this podcast again because, you know, we got time. But um, what have I been up to over this past year? I, uh, we both, but I have a new job live in a new city um i'm in a new relationship do you want me to like get into that or just let the people know it's new let the people know maybe just like for how long um yes yeah, okay how, just so, for how you know uh i unlike <laughs> rihanna i found love but it was not in a hopeless place not at all um, so i'm very hopeful so i am in a relationship so we have been official since January. So it's been, what, four months, five months now? Four months, I guess four months. Four months has been pretty okay. solid. So, yeah. yeah, but we've been, I guess we started seeing each other. No, I guess we started seeing each other. We met up for the first time in the end of September. Yeah, it's been, I mean, what, eight, nine, ten months at this point. And so, yeah, new relationship, um, which is so weird because I know we'll get into where we were a year ago, but a year ago, and I think we alluded to in the first episode, it was a tough time. And then somehow with a, with a move and a new job and a new city came love. And so (laughs) here's where, here's where I'm at. But how about you? What have you been up to over the last year? Also, I'm still sickening. So there's that. You say you're what? I'm still sickening a year later. Absolutely. That did not change. (laughs) Um, For me this last year, like you mentioned, I also um, got a new job, same place, but new position. And it's really exciting. And it's just weird to be doing it in, you know, this global pandemic, but it's weird to be doing everything. So there's that. Um, Same city. I could certainly speak to like new relationships that maybe don't exist anymore. Um, But, you know, such is the life in, in the sphere of dating and courting. And so, yeah, so I've, I feel like in this last year, I've had the opportunity to meet some really nice guys and get rid of some really nice guys. Well, let me not say that. They weren't really nice. <laughs> they got tossed for a reason. 
Uh, and then sometimes they get untossed and then you have to remember to retoss them. That's a whole nother thing. But yeah, so I'm just out here kind of doing what I was doing last year, but I think it's way more intentional. I just had more time to think about it, which I guess would happen with just any additional year of time. And so I'm like, okay, what can I be doing better? What do I need to look for? What patterns do I have? And blah, blah, blah. But we'll get into mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And it makes me, um, it makes me think about like, for me a year ago, you know, kind of was still in the throes of like dating and relationships. And then, you know, last summer was just all about me and it became really quickly all about me and the focus around myself and like my friends. Um, and so I kind of dating and relationships just totally fell by the wayside, which, um, was kind of interesting, right? Cause we had, I had just been operating in that mindset for so long. And then, to have a extended period of time where I wasn't focused about that. I was like, Oh, okay. What is this like? And so, you know, but of course when I moved to my new city and, and my new job, that is one of the things that I was really thinking about as I was choosing where to live um, and how to live. And, and so, yeah, it was, it, it's weird because I, when I moved to this new city, I had only about like three or four weeks of like suck shit and then found yeah. someone who I pretty much stuck with. And so that's weird. I definitely thought I would have more, you know, more stories for the gram or for not for the gram. What is this podcast for the podcast? Um, but you know, maybe I can share some of those, share some of those stories too. Cause some of them are really fun. Yeah. I'm like, if there's one thing that I will always appreciate about dating and courting and relationships is just the many funny stories and tales that arise from them. So I love those. And I'm always willing to share as our friends. know. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, you had this really weird thing happen. I can connect with you about the story about this. Yeah. Experience that was now comical then odd, but cool. So that's kind of what we've been up to. And like, why did we kind of start to talk about it? Just kind of like, why now? Like, why are we coming back? Why are we giving them a second episode? <laughs> <laughs> they wanted more, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> we thought we could be one and done. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> we thought we could be one. <laughs> I was like, yes, we thought we could be one and done. I think I had a joke somewhere in there about like one hit wonders, but it didn't, yeah. it didn't formulate. It didn't formulate. But basically all that to say, we are not one hit wonders. We're coming back with our sophomore album. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> So, you know, we are here, but when I think about why we decided to continue, you know, obviously friendship time, right? And getting to spend time to one, with one another virtually um, is so different when we first started this podcast and we were right by each other and could see um, each other's mannerisms and play off of each other. And now we have a computer screen and the World Wide Web to, to, to connect over. And so that'll just be interesting trying to record something brand new. Um, And I think, too, like, I was thinking about it last night, and I was like, oh, well, you know what? If not for anything, this is such a great way to, like, document, like, our dating history, present, future, and every, like, I just just never thought too much about, like, documenting things. Like, I've never been a journaler or diary keeper. Like, I'll, I have journals. They all have, like, one page of ink of text. (laughs) Like, and then I just, I'm like, all right, on to something else. But I was like, this is a nice way to have like an oration, an oral journal. If you an know. oral history of our own lives. Yeah. Yes. I was like, um, this is going to go into somebody's memoirs at some point. So. 
when we right. become famous, let you know we will they will write about this. I can figure out technology. I also have access to a beautiful piece of technology to allow me to do that. So because of that, and we have uh, new access to to new things. Um, hello, Garage Band. I have finally figured you out again. And so we're just like, you know what? I think I can do it. I feel settled enough in my new job where and where I live that I'm like, okay, I can pick it up again. And so I'm excited that knowledge of technology will help us. And so... Um, yes. What do we call yeah. you? Well, not the tech producer. Tech director, maybe. Yes, you are the technology director liaison extraordinaire. Like per- producer, technology producer, maybe. But yeah. So and it, and I think too when uh, you are the podcast dating relationship guru and you listen <laughs> to everything. So do you think that this convo is still being had from our perspective with our with all of our identities? Yeah, I definitely think so. So in this year, in between our first and second episode, I have been able to consume lots of content really in the form of books, podcasts. I've gone to like a dating coach and stuff like that. So I feel like I have had like a year of dating research and I still feel like our conversations about courting in color, dating as people of color, dating as queer people, dating as people who are dating outside of any norm or heteronormativity as well, like I think that conversation is still valid. I think it's still very relevant because I've, what I have appreciated in this last year, because I think where, when we first started, I was like, oh my gosh, there's no black and brown like dating podcasts. Okay, that's not true. There are, <laughs> there are quite a few. And so that was refreshing one. But then once I started to listen to them, I think a lot of them have a lot of gems and I think we just offer different gems. And so, right. you know, like you said, like this is us kind of documenting our own experiences and hopefully we'll be able to bring on other people and hear about their experiences and stories and stuff like that. So I think there's, I think there's room for all of us. And I definitely think there, you know, our voices have not been heard. Um, and it's about that time. So we deserve our stories to be out there. So exactly. I'm pretty sure Oprah would agree. Um, one day, maybe I shall meet her and then ask her. (laughs) And hopefully she'll she'll probably just be like, honey, who are you? I'll have my fingers crossed for you. Thank fingers you. and toes. Beyonce um, or Oprah. Either one. Beyonce or Oprah. Blue Ivy. Fabulous. Well, I mean, let's just dive into the episode. Now that people know where we've been and a little bit about where we hope to go. Um, just, you know, a quick check-in, like what what has been like one really exciting or memorable moment for you in the last week or really since the last episode <laughs> <laughs> the last seven days or the last 365 days exactly I appreciate I appreciate the range I have to work with um yes <laughs> I I would say the mem- I'll, I'll I'll answer it in both ways so I'll answer the last seven days and the last 365 days um I think the last seven days um you know with it being May um it's graduation season and so I love you know, celebrating the pers- the graduations in my personal life, but then seeing like all the graduation photos like on social media and people still getting celebrated. Um, you know, seeing that the Obamas are out here doing like the, you know, commencement speeches we all deserve. And so um, that has just been really nice as a way to celebrate people's accomplishments. Yes, it's such a downer that they're not able to celebrate it in person, but 
they still did it, right? They just don't have that symbolic graduation ceremony to be to be a part of. Um, and and I also don't think it takes away from all their accomplishments, which are noteworthy. The last year, I mean, so much, right? Like, I don't even know where to think. I mean, like, literally a year ago, I was in Thailand. You know, a year, like, in the last year, I mean, there's been some really good stuff. There's a train. Can you hear the train that's passing by? No, I can't. Oh, wait. Great. Is it my train? You're talking about my train? I no, I have a train train. passing by. Oh, okay. Great. We both live on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think of like a year ago, I was in Thailand. We went to a pride festival. Oh, my gosh. Actually, no. Highlight of the year. Let me just say, Chatrice, I owe Chatrice, I don't even know, a house at this point, maybe. Thank you. I'm looking. Um, <laughs> I I don't know what I owe Chatrice, but y'all, Chatrice got Megan the Stallion to say she loves me on a video at this concert. Both of I both of us were at, but Chatrice had backstage access. Um, and so that actually let me actually that is the highlight of the last <laughs> You know, fuck turning 30, Megan the Stallion saying she loves me is the highlight. Did I say, I love you, Louise? I love you, Louise. Such a moment. I'm so mad I didn't record you watching the recording of her, like, The scream, I laughed. I knew you were going to freak, and I was like, you're welcome. Like, and I was like, I could save this for, like, an occasion, but I was like, nah, like, this just happened. This must be shared, like. Oh, my gosh. Such great timing. Oh, so, uh, maybe was, we can post it on the Instagram or something. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, what about you? The last favorite moment day. or highlight in this last week? I went to my first Publix and <laughs> I encountered the dessert counter situation. Oh. So there was a. I had a very sweet weekend. Um, maybe a little too sweet, uh, but I have no regrets. It was mm-hmm. really. Good cake, <laughs> and I love cake. Really like bad. better than um, better than grocery store cake that we love. Well, I mean, Publix is a grocery store too. I don't know because if we were saying Kroger or not. <laughs> better <laughs> than Kroger cake. <laughs> we have. I did not. I'm so sorry. I did not get paid by Publix <laughs> to talk about uh, their store. No, yeah. Kroger, I think Kroger has really good cake and I feel like it's come a long way, but I feel like everyone always brags about two things with Publix, their cakes and their chicken. Um, and so I was like, I'm not, I'm buying so much cake. I don't need the meats and the sweets. So stuck with the sweets. I probably honestly like the cake, the, I think it's Ghirardelli. I don't know if that's the name of that chocolate brand. The fancy one, I think it's fancy. I got one of those and the one that I think was made like in their actual bakery. And I did like the Ghirardelli one better. And so, you know, I was like, mm, it's the one they made was tasty. Yellow cake, chocolate frosting. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. But would I get it again? Mm, I don't know. But I, I mean, I just love cake. So I'm not like, there are no regrets with that. So. That's interesting. Um, I've heard good things about public chicken. Maybe it wasn't ever cake. Maybe no one's ever said anything about cake. No. My first time hearing about the cake. Okay, so then, you know, my story may have holes in it, or <laughs> my memory may have No, holes. no, no, no. Like, I love it. Love it. I'm like, yes. 
other yeah. good things about public. Like I, well, and I feel like we do this whenever we travel, not that we obviously can do that, but right, right. Um, whenever we travel, I feel like we always find like a good bakery or a good like little sweet spot, like some cupcakes or something. And so I was like, I will recreate this at Publix because it's a grocery store and that's essential. So, yeah. But anyway, um, and within the last year, um, I don't know, I think just like getting to know myself and like solidifying like friendships and things like that has been really nice. Um, I had a great trip with my girls and um, yeah. Wait, to where? To Jamaica. Jamaica, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was just such a great trip, so. That photo shoot y'all had. I know, I mean, I'm not going to get into the uh, ridiculousness that was that. Sure. As I'm sure one could imagine, we're in a, you know, we're at, we're in international waters, if you will. We are trying to like look cute on a beach. I don't know how the Baywatch babes did it, but like, there's just, there's like a video of all of us like slowly falling almost to our deaths because there were so many rocks in the sand and we all oh. walked up and so half of us are just like, bah, 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 like just falling. <laughs> I was like, well, this is what you know, Giselle, Boonsheen, and Tyra do not tell us about, like, right. all these rocks in this damn sand. So, that was... Well, it's so, it's so funny you mentioned Tyra and Giselle Boonsheen, because I'm watching <laughs> America's Next Top Model, like, the whole cycles that are available on Prime, but in one of the episodes, she does talk about that. She's like, you know, this is the ugly... She always... Tyra's always, like, the ugly side of modeling. This is the ugly side of modeling you don't see, because they were on a beach. I think it was two cycles ago maybe cycle six or cycle seven but yeah she was like you know we get up at 5 30 in the morning blah 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 blah. i was like tyra too much as always so we kind of what we're gonna do for the foreseeable future as we're doing this podcast is just kind of spend a little time on a topic of choice that we you know craft or whatever and so Clearly, if you haven't noticed already, the theme of this episode is like reflection, taking a look back. What have we been up to this last year? So I have a couple of questions and we can go back and forth on them and just catching the folks up on one lesson that you've learned about yourself, one lesson that you've learned about suitors or partners, um, one kind of revelation maybe that you've had about dating and relationships in general, and then one dating-related goal for the next 365 days. Oh, these are good. Thank okay, you. you want me to start? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I think one lesson that I've learned about myself um, is the power of therapy. I think um, mm-hmm. I originally started seeing a therapist for... Um, dating and relationship help. I don't know if I talked about this on the first episode because, again, it's been a year. But I originally went to see a therapist because I was like, I keep finding myself in similar situations with dating and relationships, and I think something's wrong with me. So please help. Um, and I think having a therapist while um, uh, dating and then when I got in a relationship because when I moved to my new city, I found another therapist. It's just helpful to have that unfiltered, unbiased, doesn't know much about you as like that mirror to kind of check you, but also kind of like help you along. My new therapist that I have just asked a lot of really good questions. And one of the things I appreciated most about this new therapist that I think I've shared is like, she won't let me run away from myself. 
And what I mean by that is sometimes I have a habit in therapy to talk in circles as a way to not address the real issue. And she will be quick to cut me off and be like, don't forget. And I was like, oh, sorry. She called me out. Um, and so I think maybe a lesson that I learned for myself is like not to run away from myself in therapy and like do the hard work and try to continuously do the work of um, understanding oneself and bettering oneself through through therapy. No, that's awesome. I feel like we are very, <clears throat> very much pro-therapy. Um, definitely. Well, I feel like, again, in the last year, definitely, like, when it comes to dating. Because it's, and we talked about this, I want to say, on episode one, <laughs> of, like, no one ever teaches you how to date. Like, you don't, like, what are we doing out here? And we're just all kind of guessing and miscommunicating or maybe over-communicating or what have you. And it's just it's nice to have a third party who can just kind of help you work through all the things that are in your, that usually stay in your head. So, right. So for me, um, like I said, I've been trying to really prioritize dating and like trying to get a better understanding of what I want and things like that. And so I thought about two things that I've learned about myself that I'm definitely still in the process of working on. And so one, I feel like I've, learn slash been able to identify uh, a little bit of a dating pattern um, that I have. Um, It's definitely the pattern where I am dating men and that is great, but there's no commitment in sight. Like Mm. that is like date guys, find guys. They're great. Have a good time. But then when I'm ready for commitment, they're not. Um, And so there is that. And then Um, I think a more recent revelation I've had is that I tend to retreat like personality wise when I feel like we're moving in a good direction, which I mean, like ultimately makes no sense. I know this logically, but I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, let me not do too much. Like I'm always like, let me not do too much. Let me, you know, be like as chill as possible when I would like to think the reality is they didn't meet me as a chill person. Like they didn't meet me as like a meek person. Like I live out loud. I am here. I am unkept brunch filled. I am fat with nappy hair. Like, and I don't have an inside voice and that's just who I am. And I feel like I find myself stifling that when I'm dating guys Mm -hmm. and I get just really nervous about like, if this is, yeah, if I'm like, the person that should be dating or if I'm a person who's worthy enough to be dating. And so, which we can, you know, dive deeper into all of that at a later date. But yeah, I I think it's kind of been some of the things that I have more recently learned have been a little mind blowing. Cause I'm like, well, shoot, I've been just when I thought I was getting good at dating, like there's still some things to work out. I'm not even going to get into my whole, um, internalized fat phobia, like we're just not going there today. But yeah, but I mean, that's definitely like just body consciousness and body positivity and stuff like that um, plays a role in dating. And so like this last year, I've been able to connect so many things to dating, whether it's like me being at church or like conversations with friends or therapy, my nutritionist, um, like just who truly she's like my pre-therapist. And so like just, I've been able to think through lots of different use lots of, I guess, different contexts to think about dating. And it's, it really is mind blowing. And I'm honestly considering going back to a dating coach. So 
one of the things that you share that I also think about is like self-monitoring, right? And like self, um, not self, self-monitoring, but also like um, self-censoring, right? Like we have to continuously be mindful of who we are around people. Um, and <laughs> it's actually funny. One of the things I did talk about with my therapist is like, you know, I have friends and I have some really close friends and they see me through a bunch of different stuff. But like being in a relationship is really different, especially if you like live with someone, like you can't hide from them because you're going to be with them 24 hours a day. Um, and so I really relate to like that self-censorship and like, do I have to perform who I am exactly. um, to be the best version of myself? And exactly, yeah, I relate to that. I- Well, and, you know, and then, like, if we also, like, then throw in the layers of, like, being a Black woman, and I'm, like, I really, like, I don't want to just be extra in that way that I do feel like a lot of men, and honestly, Black men kind of think that we are extra, or, like, men in general thinking women are crazy, and I just hate that narrative so much, and so Mm. I'm constantly trying to make sure that, like, you're not going to tell your boys that I'm crazy, like, and it's like, well, but a little bit of crazy, I think is fine. It goes a long way. And I'm okay. That's just who I am. Like, I I need to be as unapologetic as I am, like, at work and, like, just in my day-to-day. I need to apply that to dating. And I, I just have not been able to do that as well or as quickly as I want to. But, you know, we are a work in progress. So, What is, what is one lesson that... Yeah. I've learned about suitors and partners. I think <laughs> I think the one lesson that I've learned, maybe it's not a lesson, but more of a pattern. And I think there's a lesson too. But I think the pattern that I've realized for myself is about my suitors and partners is they all tend to be people who are creative in some in some way, whether it's in some kind of performing arts in particular. And so that's really funny because that matches my yes. current partner to a T, um, which is really great. Um, and I love that because we can talk about musicals and be dorky about that. And then he has his own nerdy things that I'm like, Dungeons and Dragons, don't get that, but like, cool. <laughs> and so that's a thing, that's a thing, uh, a uh, common thing that I've learned that I have with like all, um, all my suitors, so to be. But I think the one lesson I've learned about, about partners in general is just like honoring where people are at and knowing that no one is perfect, right? We're all coming into dating and relationships with our own things, our own baggage, our own traumas. And um, part of what being in a relationship has shown me is how to give space for those and how to honor those, right? And recognize that, that when you're in a relationship, you're still learning about the person. I don't know why, but my perception for so long was like, oh, well, we're going to make this official once we've like learned everything about each other and we've through this checklist and oh yeah I know I know your favorite color you know mine and (laughs) these 10 other things and bam we're in a relationship and it's like no I'm continuously learning about my partner Um, I'm learning new things about who they are I'm learning new things about who I am in the process of being in a relationship and while being with them as they show them as they show more of themselves to me and I show more of myself to them and so um, that's I feel like a lesson that I've learned heavily this past year definitely and I think I definitely want us to dive into that a little bit more at some point about like so if 
if in fact we are always getting to know our partners, when how how much should you know about a partner about someone before you make it an official? Like, is it how mm-hmm. soon is too soon? If you know, it's all kind of this continuum. But I also think that depends on like the way that people approach dating and all that. <laughs> Can I tell you? I'm, I'm chuckling a little bit because remember. I think uh, obviously a year ago, we were always like, what do couples do? Like when they're in a relationship, like, or I think we were like, you know, what happens in the middle of the A and to B, right? What happens between like, from when you meet to when you make it official. And so Mm -hmm. I can share that insight, but I'm like, now I can also share the insight of what do couples do when they're together? And I'm like, oh, be basically who they are, but just in a relationship, right? Like, I don't, I'm not, huh. I'm not like doing any, yeah, we can talk more about that. But that, that's something I thought about. I was like, oh my God, I have to talk about this to Shatrice in general. So what about um, you? What's the one lesson you've learned about your students and partners? So I love that you like thought about <laughs> like who these folks have been and like your types. And I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. What is my type? Black men? And that, that's probably honestly like, that is the type. Um, cause that is and tall, tall, taller than me, but that's like everybody Tall glasses of water. Um, but I think what I have learned this past year is that men, particularly straight black men, cause that's, you know, my dating pool. Um, I mean, they have insecurities too, and that's not even that much of a revelation. Like, duh, everyone has insecurities, but you don't think about the other person's insecurities, or at least I don't, when you're, like, in the thick of it or, like, in the throes of dating. You're like, well, shoot, I'm thinking about this. Like, did I sound okay? Did this make sense? Like, X, Y, and Z, does he like me? Whatever. And it's like, oh, I suppose he could be thinking the same thing. And, like, really, if you listen hard enough and long enough, you will, like, the folks that I have dated in this past year, like have showed, like showed their insecurities. And I don't know if it just made me think like, Oh, I'm probably not hiding mine as good as I think I am because I can see yours, but there is a certain level of comfort that comes with that. Like we're all flawed and feel like we feel it. We feel our flaws. And so I'm like, I don't know. Like I just appreciate kind of having that moment to realize that now, of course I am when I, as I was like thinking about this, I was like, oh my gosh, I was reminded of the DJ. <laughs> if you'll recall, Louis. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Help him. That was a lot. That, that took insecurities to a different level, like afraid to go on a lunch date level. But for the most part, guys have not been that terrified um, of dating. So yeah, so that's, that's what I've learned. Um, and I don't know what to do with that information just yet but currently I find it comforting to know that we are just all trying to figure our shit out back to you Louise what is kind of one revelation or one kind of thing that you've one revelation you've had about dating and relationships in general like an epiphany or just like a oh this is one revelation I've had about dating and relationships I think the biggest one um and I think we've alluded to anxiety in relationships before. We can definitely just have a whole episode about that. Um, and so for me, relationship anxiety is very real. Um, as I've talked about with my therapist, I feel like that's actually where most of my anxiety um, comes from in general, but that's where um, most of my anxiety shows up 
um, in my life is in actually dating a relationship. And so mm-hmm. I think one rela- revelation that I've had about dating a relationship in general has just been take it one day at a time, right? Don't get yeah. so lost in the, the long game of it or like um, just just ride the wave more or less, right? Just, so just take it one day at a time. And I remember when we were in the courting phase, um, <laughs> me and my current partner, um, you know, I I was often thinking about, well, like, is he into me? Like, he said this, and he didn't say this, he didn't respond in this time, and wait, but last week, it seems like he went to get in just all those insecurities and, and anxiety-provoked thoughts that come up, and mm-hmm. I really have had to learn to just take it one day at a time, like, get through today and get through to the next one, and which is hard, right? It, it's it's yeah. hard in the moment, and it's not like, I said it to myself and magically all my problems were fixed, but I tried to use that as a way to ground myself and minimize my anxiety. It didn't get rid of it. It just minimized it. Which honest, honestly, like any, sometimes it's any tricks that you can use to just minimize like the anxiety. Like maybe it's not going to go away today, but if it can be less than it was the other day, like that honestly is a win worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that I've learned or, one thing that I definitely have learned, and it's also kind of been more recently, is just that I'm great at dating, but actual relationships is a little bit of an uncharted territory for me. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm also, I guess, dating someone, not exclusively, but there's a, uh, I don't know, what do you say? Like, there's one that's ahead of the other. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Whatever, it's been a couple months. And so I'm like, oh, okay. And so sometimes I have moments of like, oh, okay, this could be, this could turn into something. And then I freak out because I'm like, oh my gosh, well then, but do I have enough things that are interesting about me? Do I have enough cutesy questions and things like that? Like, will we get bored of each other? Like what, you know, is going to happen mm-hmm. in these next steps? Because I mean, the thing with, the thing that I, perhaps enjoy the most about like dating especially like more short-term dating is like oh well like you get to know someone and like it's super flirtatious and cute and then you kind of move on to the next person you enjoy it for what it is like I've definitely dated a couple guys where I'm like I don't think this is gonna go anywhere and I'm okay with that like I enjoy this person's company and I'm just gonna like enjoy it for what it is and I I can wrap my head around that a little bit more easily than I can of like oh shoot like you actually do like me and I do like you so (laughs) what do we do from here because usually that's when the unavailable guys kind of start to show themselves and so it's definitely a new space for me to be in and I didn't realize that like I was talking to I can't remember actually I think it was you (laughs) I think it was you and Danielle the other day and I was like shit like I am I'm not going to say I'm, I'm Molly from Insecure because people are very anti-Molly right now. <laughs> but I am, I so relate to her when she had that conversation with Asian Bay about like just never having really done the full relationship mm-hmm. thing. Like never having to really pencil someone in or really shit, ink them in, I guess. Cause like you want, you know, yeah. you want it to actually be there and be permanent. Um, and so I'm like, Ooh, I definitely feel that. And obviously with Corona, it's just kind of weird, like to try to get to know someone. It's like, okay, like how many FaceTime dates do we like? Can you do? 
it's so funny. Literally before we hopped on this call, I was um, eating hot Cheetos with nacho cheese and jalapenos. And Why? Stop. Girl, it's so good. When I see you next, we're getting some, you know. My stomach. It's, you're going to have to just sacrifice. It's so, it's so good. Um, although they made it kind of weird today. I don't know what they did. I think they might have baked. Wait a second. You pay someone to make that for you? Yeah. Bitch, I thought you were in your kitchen like, I don't know, I got cheese and I got you Cheeto. Know, I try canned cheese is expensive. It's two fifty at the dollar store. What, the cheese or the Cheetos? The canned, well, like canned nacho oh, cheese. Oh, the Velveeta, yeah. Yeah, or actually, you know, I don't look at Velveeta. That's what, yeah, that's not, yeah. <laughs> well, and especially in this time of like supporting local and Latinx owned business. But anyway, girl, okay. so... That's right before we got hopped on a call, a very popular uh, dating app, which I won't name, who um, were showing their commercial was about dating, but all the Zoom calls, it was like Zoom, Zoom FaceTime. So basically to show this is a new way people are dating now and getting to know one another now. Right. Um, and I was like, this is, this is so fascinating, right? That coronavirus has definitely impacted that. Um, so I just thought that was funny to share. But when you were talking about are you getting bored of me yet? I'm like, that is a very real thought that I had. And one thing I did not share is, so like, you know, me and my partner became official like mid-January and then coronavirus hit. And then I, um, you know, I started working from home and so I didn't have to go in the office. And so me and my partner kind of moved in together. Like obviously each of us have our own space, but like, you know, during the weekday we're at one, one of our places. And then during the weekend we're at another and when I tell you, I was like, oh, is he going to get bored of me? Like, what's going to happen? Like, now I can't run, not run from him, but, like, maybe it's a potential, like, an intentional for an input. But I'm like, now this person's going to see me day in and day out. And, you know, I think at some point, if there's any wisdom I can impart, is like, at some point for me, I don't know if it's going to happen for everyone, but at some point for me, I just have to stop worrying. I just stopped worrying whether it was a conscious, deliberate decision on my part or it just happened um, when it, it just did. And when you say like, I'm a, will this person get bored of me? I often think about, especially in the early part of courting and dating, you're always talking, you're like on dates and you're all, for me, I'm yes. afraid of like not having anything to talk about. And then when we oh started God, living yes. together, I was like, Oh, okay. Well, naturally everyone doesn't talk to each other all day anyway. And so <laughs> we can sit here and not have a conversation and that's like, okay, you can be doing your thing. We can sit on the exact same couch. We can be like, you know, our legs can be like, you know, locking over each other or whatever. And, and that's okay. And I, again, somehow that worry went away. I don't know how or why, but it did. Um, but it's tough because in the beginning that was still there for sure. For sure. That's, oh my gosh, literally, you know, Louise, I am the activities girl and I can't do any of my goddamn activities. It's like a global pandemic to change your ways. I I just, it is almost unbearable sometimes. I'm like, because like you said, like when you're out at a bare minimum, you can people watch, you can see something that happens. And like when you're in each other's living rooms or screens, it's like, well, I can see your face and... It's the same face, so that's not mm-hmm. really um, exhilarating conversation. And and then I don't. I know sometimes I like beat myself up, or I don't know. I just kind of force myself to like feel like I have to have like a 
deep conversation or a deep like some like you know just really meaningful moment happened. let me let me let you into my relationship well, again yes. we're, let's, let's let's behind the mirror right behind yes, the mirror. Go back, Oz. most of our conversation is just youtube references and meme references <laughs> and deciding what we're gonna have for breakfast lunch or dinner like that's <laughs> probably a good chunk of our conversation Boring. I mean, still make it through twenty four hours a day, <laughs> right? I, and I don't want to call it boring, right? But it's just like regular things, right? I don't even want to call it boring, but I'm like, it's just regular things that we talk about. So, um, and you know, we've talked about like how we just feel this sometimes, like unnecessary, but like whatever, like this unnecessary pressure to like, like we have our friendships where we could talk about the bullshit all day long, but then somehow when we switch over to a romantic relationship, it has to be like this whole big production. And so, yeah, I definitely think. It is I not. Mine isn't. Maybe other people's are, but mine isn't. Mine is regular regular. Everyone's trying to figure out whose turn is it to wash the dishes and, you know, what are we eating uh, tonight? Or what Netflix are we watching this weekend? <laughs> oh, I mean, that, that's, I mean, well, and maybe like because it's Corona, it's a little bit more regular, right? In the sense of like, we can't go out. And I'm, and I'm a pretty social person. Like I like being out and like going to see a show or doing this or going to a concert. And so we can't do that, right? So we literally just, all we have is kind of each other and not in an unhealthy way, but literally mm-hmm. all we have is each other um, in the space that we're in. And I have my cat, so. <laughs> can't forget the lovely lovely pet okay well okay one more question for both of us and uh-huh. just what's like one goal one or two goals that you have for dating relationships um I always joke about this with my partner but um it's 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 uh it stems from the truth so one of my dating goals my relationship goals is to not assume that my partner knows what I'm thinking and to over what I would think is overly communicate, just communicate, right? Or do overly communicate because that's regular communication. So uh, the example I'll give is I, I think we're similar in this way. I always have a plan, right? I always know here's what we're doing. Here's what we're doing. And then, so like, let's say, like, let's say uh, dinner, right? I'm like, Oh, in my brain, I know that we're starting dinner at this time, at this time, at this time. I would like maybe an hour or two before my set time that we were going to have dinner and be like, Oh, well let's have dinner. And then my partner may be like, Oh, well, but I have this. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I didn't tell you that this is the time we're going to have dinner. So you had all day to plan other things. And so I've had to, one of my dating goals is to, uh, bottom like baseline communicate but I would almost think overly communicate and not to assume that my partner knows what I'm thinking I just yeah communication is it's its own thing I'm just like I think that's so great that you're like no I need to communicate more because it's I mean it's just I I get what you're saying like I I just understand what you're saying like it's hard it's like well like also you know they should get these things and maybe they shouldn't right And, and, (laughs) and I think that when you when in my experience, let me not say when you, in my experience dating someone, I've also learned that they also have, can have very similar traits of you. And so I think both myself and my partner are working on communicating to each other, right? And like telling each other what we're thinking. Yeah, because one of us may be the planner and like know what we're doing two, six, 10, 24 hours from now. 
and the other one of us is so overwhelmed with information that they can't make the choice. And so yes. I've had to learn about, I, you, you just learn, right? I, I guess this is like, and this is my first relationship, but I think I said in episode one, and I know I did, I just listened to that episode. I had never been in a relationship prior to this one. And so this might be normal things that people do in relationships, but it's like relevatory for me. Cause I'm like, Oh, I didn't, this is my first time going through it. And so, yeah, maybe communicating baseline is like, well, duh, Louise. And I'm like, uh, well, sorry, late bloomer. <laughs> do not know what this is all about. Cause like, I mean, right. I, I think I talked about this with my therapist for 29 years. It was just me. It's, it's been me. Like, yeah, I have support from like my family and my friends, but I'm like day in, day out, literally all I have is myself. And so I'm the exactly. one getting myself to the next moment. So now being asked to think about someone else is different. It's a change of pace. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so for me, my kind of more, you know, thought provoking and philosophical and serious kind of goal for the year is to explore the answer to the question, what would happen if I stayed true to myself in romantic relationships? That's mm. kind of where I'm at right now. I'm like, for all of those moments where like, I doubt that I should say the things that I'm thinking, like, what would happen if I just do it? And what would, and what would it feel like to not worry about how someone's going to respond? Um, right. I definitely get caught up in like, I'm just going to build out the entire conversation in my head so I can kind of know how to navigate it better. But then usually it will either slow down the time that we could have had in reality talking about stuff, or it'll like scare me enough to just like, put it on the back burner. So I'm like, you know, I'm really trying to lean in and a white woman my way into healthy dating uh, relationships. Yes, yeah. I'm reading a book by Brene Brown right now. So that is happening. Thank you to my wonderful white people who sent me that book <laughs> at my request because I knew a white person would have it. I love it. Um, and then my kind of, I don't know, whatever, more practical, but maybe just as deep, um, goal is to just have better sex like that is really yeah. um, I was telling you I think the other day like every week kind of discover a new uh seven day passion <laughs> so this week's passion has been like sex education and it's so like that seems so weird to kind of say as an adult but when you think of well when I think about it I did not really have it as a teenager we watched one video and they were doing ballet and this was oh. the Yes. And so like they danced and danced and then she got pregnant. So now that I know that's not how babies um, or sex really work. And I've, you know, what, been, I'm almost 30, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I've been having sex for like 10 years, which is also kind of crazy to think about. And I'm like, but this is the one area, like I've been doing this thing for almost 10 years and I don't, like, I feel like I'm an alpha female in so many aspects of life, and it's just not there. And I don't think I need to be an alpha, necessarily. I don't know that being dominant in the boudoir is my person, is, like, my sex personality, which apparently there's 11. So we'll we'll get into that um, later. But I do think I need to speak up for myself. Like, I need to, like, if I need to make sure I'm getting what I need and not being only concerned with um kind of the male libido you know guiding what we're doing like oh okay well you're ready to go great oh you're ready to stop okay great and that literally mm-hmm. I feel like it's so many women because I you know I have so many female friends and we talk about it and it's like 
yeah, like I really said I was going to stop faking orgasms <laughs> and I just, oh my gosh, his ego. But what about my orgasm? Like what the hell? So anyway, all that no, say, we got no time for no DJ Khaled. Like no time for no foolishness, no time um, to not have bad sex or wait, no time to have bad sex. No right, bad sex. 30s, we're not seeing bad sex. Like, we're leaving that in the 20s. And and not to say that, like, I haven't enjoyed it. Obviously, I do. But it can be, I know it can be better. And so, like, just knowing that something can be better, I want it to be better. And mm-hmm. which means I'm going to have to, you know, do that whole communication and being honest thing. So it kind of goes into, like, if I'm being my true self, like, I know I wasn't, you know, maybe satisfied here. I didn't want this or whatever, whatever. So that is my challenge. Goal. <laughs> I support you in this challenge. Thank you so much. Is that your ballet sex dance? <laughs> no. <laughs> ballet sex dance, child. No. Okay. Like that's like if I have kids, that's what I'm gonna like. That will be my code for sex. Like, let's go to the ballet. <laughs> let's go to the ballet. And this is let's how someone ballet. gets pregnant. <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, this has been so fun. I am excited that we're back on this journey and we're, you know, trying to bring it to the people. Um, And I put on a little lip just in case this uh, actual (laughs) video makes its way to the internet. I hear I look a fool. I, like, did not have enough shaven in, like, a week and a half. Got horrible brows. Oh, honey, we're not going to talk about my brows. Or the fact that I have no pants on right now. Yeah. So we're just, we're going to leave those things to ourselves. But you look great. Um, and it's been great to catch up with you. And we'll do this again next week. Thanks for listening, y'all, to another episode of Courting in Color. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Court in Color. That's C-O-U-R-T-N-C-O-L-O-R or email us at courtincolor at gmail.com. Head on over to our website at courtingincolor.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us. Court dismissed. Bye. Work. Vogue. Work for me. Vogue.